Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, a podcast created for other Fragile X families to share their stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. If you have never heard of Fragile X before, this podcast is for you. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. Today I'm joined with two special guests from Fraxa Research oh, Foundation, president and uh, co-founder of Fraxa, Katie Clapp, and the community services director, Holly Rose. Um, thanks so much to both of you for joining me today. Oh, Hi. Pleasure. <laughs> so, uh, Holly, why don't you share a little bit about what you do as the uh, Community Services Director? Great. So I do a little bit of everything. I obviously work a lot with the community. I um, have two children with Fragile X of my own. You might hear my oldest in the background. He's not feeling well today. Um, so I've been doing this. My son is 23. I've been doing this for quite a while. So I really enjoy engaging with the community and helping with you know, awareness events and fundraisers. And my main focus right now is World Fragile X Day. That is awesome. And uh, Katie, did you want to share your no big deal affiliation? (laughs) Um, Well, my son, Andy, has Fragile X. He's actually 32. And when he was diagnosed, um, Mike Tranfalia, who's my husband, and I um, went off to a conference on Fragile X in Canada, actually. And basically what we learned there just made us um, realize that we wanted to work to find a cure for Fragile X. And so we started Fraxa. And um, so I've been running it ever since and um, really, really excited about all the progress and all the research that's going on. And um, actually at this moment, Mike is in Italy at the Gordon Research Conference on Fragile X. And yeah. um, that's just amazing. Yeah, it's the first one in a couple of years because of the pandemic. But um you know, all sorts of people are there. So lots of stuff happening. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, it sounds like you are always up to something amazing. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, so I know it looks like, uh, Holly had to jump off for a second, so I'm sure she'll hop back on, um, when she's able to, but, um, Yeah. I just want to jump into things. So uh, first of all, when is World Fragile X Day? That's July 22nd. And um, we are really excited about it. Um, There's a website, which is worldfragilexday.com with all the details. Um, And right now, you know, the big push is illuminations. So lighting monuments, landmarks, buildings, even houses up in Teal to celebrate Fragile X. 
Yeah. I know that, um, you know, the first year you guys did World Fragile X Day, it just uh, blew up. And then the second year, it grew even bigger, um, <laughs> which is so cool. So this is the third year for World Fragile X Day already, right? That's right. It is. And it's been such a positive event to um, to have. You know, it's a day for us to celebrate all that's good in our children and all that's promising in the research that's you know moving ahead so the focus of world day is to highlight research progress and to see how we can expand it even more yeah absolutely and um you know compared to the first what the uh first world fragile x day to the second world fragile x day um, how much have you just seen it grown, uh, already as far as, you know, partnerships and, and support and all of that? Well, from the first to the second, it, um, you know, last year we had 300 illuminations. So wow. landmarks lit up on five different continents, which is pretty amazing to me. I mean, how many continents are there? <laughs> oh, I got I got a D in geography, so <laughs> I am not the best person to ask. <laughs> well, so um, this year, you know, our absolute stalwarts are, you know, our um, folk, our most. Um, of the illuminations are in the U.S. and in Australia. So one goal this year is to get all 50 states. We had 48 states last year. Wow, Um, so close. So close. (laughs) So there's a map on that website, World Fragile X Day, and um, you can see where the activities are in any state that's not lit up. Um, we would love to change that. Yeah, absolutely. That is so exciting. Oh my goodness. Um, so what can we, uh, expect as far as this year with World Fragile X Day? Is there, is there anything different? I know you just shared one of the goals is to get all 50 states, uh, to participate. Um, but what are some other, uh, things we can expect this year? There will be a webinar online that day um, where the details are still in the works. Um, But what we expect the webinar to do is to showcase the, um, the advances in research. So we'll have lots of different, very brief and very understandable snippets of what's going on um, around the world. Because one thing that we've learned is that many of the research initiatives are multinational. So Mm -hmm. the researchers are from all over. Um, A lot of the uh, research teams that FRAXA funds are in Europe rather than the U.S., or they're in the U.S., and the 
um, personnel are from all over the world. So it's really important to highlight that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we have partners, um, partner organizations in India and China who we're working with. Um, family organizations in those parts of the world are very active working on Fragile X as well. So that's exciting for us. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, I saw uh, on, you know, just speaking more to the research uh, side of things, uh, mm -hmm. it was a few weeks ago that uh, a posting from Fraxa uh, regarding brain development study infants with Fraxa syndrome um, and saw that there is a study being done on identifying the earliest uh, brain and behavioral features of Fragile X um, and that uh, reaching out to um, those who might be able to participate in this study. Do you have any um, additional information on that? So that would be Carol Wilkinson's study. She's at Boston Children's Hospital and Harvard University. And um, we have been funding this work um, that she began several years ago, um, back actually in 2017 before the pandemic. And then um, there was a little delay, but they, because of the pandemic, but they're back in business now and they just need a few more children to finish up this study. Um, so the ages two to seven, and they're looking at these neural markers um, it, based on EEG, which is an easy test for kids to do. Mm -hmm. And so, that study involves visits to Boston Children's Hospital and um, wearing an EEG cap and then just playing, basically, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And then based on um, the Fraxa grant, she was able to get big funding from the National Institutes of Health for an additional study, which um, has... It's also, eight, well, it's ages two up to five. And um, that's exciting too, because if, if we have really obvious markers that you can see from an EEG, then you have a way to test new treatments easily without you know, being invasive. And um, so that's really what's exciting about this study. Wow. Yeah. I, I wanted to um, ask you about it because when I saw it, I thought it was so uh, interesting because, you know, I know of, of several families that, you know, have recently had children and know that, you know, Fragile X uh, does, you know, run in their family. And <laughs> so it was, I wanted to share that uh, information with them, but I also thought it would be cool to kind of touch on it uh on today's episode. So thank you. Um, There's, um, that's a great idea. I'm glad you did. There's a, a page on our website with clinical trials 
that are um, open for participants, it's in there. Or you can go to Fraxa and Google or and search, I'm sorry, um, Wilkinson to find Carol Wilkinson or lots of other terms will get you to it. Um, but we could include the link for this study. It's really quite an easy one to do if you're near Boston. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know the geographical listeners, but from what I've been able to see, they are just all over the place, <laughs> which is really cool. So um, I really hope that someone uh, jumps on th that opportunity for sure. Um, uh, so to kind of jump back into uh, World Fragile X Day, it's about 60 plus days away now, which right. seems like a lot, but it's going to <laughs> be there faster than we uh, can imagine. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Aside from illuminations, um, we have events that are popping up in various cities. So in Boston, for example, just because that's near where I am, um, there are going to be several major bridges lit up in Teal. And so we're going to get people together for dinner and then for a stroll around um, and to see those illuminations. So that'd be exciting. And I would really encourage people in other cities to organize casual get togethers like that to um, go out and, and see what it looks like, take pictures, send them in. And, um, and how can they send uh, pictures? Danielle Morse. Oops. No worries. <laughs> have to get that later <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, this is the life of the of a president and ceo everyone <laughs> that's my boss <laughs> my my boss is the person who runs andy's program <laughs> my oh, son's program. I see. he is my boss <laughs> oh, there that's we go Awesome. So I was asking, how can people send in photos that they take of the illuminations? Absolutely. So there's a get involved button on the World Day website. And um, all you have to do is click that. And there's a nice little contact form. There's, um, you, there's you basically people can do that through the website. Or um, simply send anything you want to me or to Holly. And um, our emails are kclap at fraxa.org or hrose at fraxa.org. Easy. That's awesome. Um, well, I certainly hope that you guys get tons of pictures uh i know that i had the pleasure of seeing the illumination here in washington and oh. um i think it was actually my my aunt that found it and she and i just freaked out it was so cool so <laughs> that's how i felt the first year that niagara falls was lit up in teal you know i just couldn't believe it and there were maybe 
40 of us who went. And um, it's just one of those moments of celebration and community that, you know, you, you, you don't want to miss. Yeah, um, so. absolutely. Holly, thank you for bearing with us in your uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. Are you guys able to hear me at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I thought it it didn't give me a green light, so I didn't think you could hear me, so I didn't talk. But uh, I'm so sorry. No worries. We we all understand truly. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Um, Holly, I just want to you um how can people listening involved in world fragile x day oh there's so many ways so we would love to have people join the illumination committee um and that's you know getting a chance to reach out and help us get landmarks lit up from anywhere in the world so no matter where no matter where in the world you are you can join us for world fragile x day it really is a global event um we can help you with, you know, getting the illuminations and letting you know what other people in your location are doing illuminations and, you know, how to reach out to them and who to reach out to. We have templates and everything to make it easy. Um, as Katie mentioned, you can email either one of us or if you go to worldfragilexday.com, there's a join the illumination team. Um, button. And if you fill that out, all your information comes directly to me and then I can help you get started. Um, And again, anybody from anywhere in the world can do that. Um, If you have an activity, I know Katie was talking a bit about about activities. We love to see activities, especially, um, you know, near a place that's illuminated. Or if you live in a really super, super small town like I do, (laughs) there isn't (laughs) anything other than your house to illuminate. you know, getting people together in the community. We have um, some people that are doing a block party with their neighbors um, to get the word out about Fragile X and to let them know about the great research that's going on and the work that Frax has done as well. So if you're doing an activity, we would love to include that on the map as well. So if there's other people in your area, they can get involved in the activity. Or if you would like to do a proclamation um, with your either your local city or your state, we can help you get a World Fragile X Day proclamation in the works for your community. That is awesome. Um, it has honestly been so cool to see how World Fragile X Day has grown from, you know, the first year into now the third year of almost having all 50 states involved for one thing, um, which is amazing and probably takes more coordination than we will ever realize. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So thank you to both of you so, so much for the work that you do for uh, World Fragile X Day every year and really just for Fraxa and all the research going on uh, in general. And, you know, I know that there's been so many exciting things happening uh, pretty recently in the Fragile X communities, such as um, the renaming of the FMR1 gene. Um, Yes. To touch on that a little bit um, and get uh, your, both of your thoughts on like how, how, what this means, not only as a uh, children with Fragile X, but also what it means moving forward in uh, research and just the general community's understanding of Fragile X. I think it's just remarkable and long overdue 
Um, yes. If you think about it, Fragile X is not mental retardation. It can be, it can include IQ below 70, which is what the definition is of mental retardation. But that's not always the case. And that's not the end of it. That's not, you know, the crux of it. The crux of Fragile X, now that we get that out of the way, you know, is something that the researchers are really still uncovering. And it's much more about anxiety and sort of an overwrought brain, if you will, like overstressed. Um, and when you start thinking of that way, then the solutions are different mm -hmm. and the solutions are there, you know. So it's, it's eye-opening and it will actually advance the research by pointing researchers in the right directions. Yes. About time. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's long overdue. And as Katie said, it really helps people see that it's such a bigger picture. And I think that's really exciting. I'm so happy to see that this has happened. Yeah, yes. it, it has been a long time coming since like, what, 19... <laughs> <laughs> um, since well, it's 91. Mm -hmm. Yes, That's right. and that was, that was three years before I was born. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so you guys knew about it before I did. <laughs> um, but... That is all very true. And really, um, just to speak to the aspect of how uh, it Fragile X is not about the mental retardation aspect, because I'm a full mutation uh, carrier, and I'm a female full mutation carrier. So I don't have the uh, cognitive uh, delays that you know, um, other, uh, full mutation carriers, uh, might have. So that's, uh, why I never quite understood, um, that naming of the FMR1 gene, since it doesn't affect everyone who has fragile X in that same way. Um, so to be able to know that the research is moving in the right direction, is really encouraging for someone like me who's affected by fragile X in, in a different way than other people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, just thank you for sharing uh, on that. I know it's just been so exciting and so encouraging to everyone. Uh, and just even what we can do moving forward in explaining fragile X to our doctors, you know, physicians and uh, uh, caregivers or, uh, you know, ABA therapists can help them to stay updated on um, Fragile X and the progress being made in, in understanding it. So um, that's just so, so cool. Uh, it really is. I am just so excited for World Fragile X Day, and I certainly um, plan to look up where the illumination's going to be in Washington and, and try and get myself over there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Take lots yeah. of pictures. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we love to see the pictures of the illuminations. It's really great. Yes. So on uh, July 26th, correct? Um, 22nd. 22nd. Sorry. <laughs> I was Me saying too. my father's birthday out loud. So shout out to my... <laughs> right? Uh, Happy early birthday to him. Right. <laughs> um, so on July 22nd, I hope that each and every one of you listening will be a part of World Fragile X Day to some capacity. You can look up on... Uh, their map of where the illuminations are are set to be at and uh take your pictures and send them to fraxa uh because they want to see them and just continue to get the word out and for you last few states that haven't gotten involved in in world fragile x day do it (laughs) (laughs) absolutely we want all of you Yes. Um, we have families in all 50 states, so we would love yeah. to see illuminations in all 50 states. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, just what an amazing opportunity to represent the families in your state that are affected by Fragile X. Yep. Um, did either of you have anything else to share before we wrap up here? I think one of the cool things that I want to share um and I hope I didn't miss this when I was having my technical difficulties, but one of the great things I think about World Fragile X Day that we heard in the feedback last year was we heard it from really small communities or from families who live in really small communities in the U.S., and we also heard it from other countries who may have a Fragile X organization, but it's really small and, you know, not to the degree that we are here at Fraxel or in the United States, and they, they said the same thing. They said, you know what? I actually felt, you know, really not only embraced and noticed by my community, but I felt like I was actually finally a part of something bigger. I felt like I was a part of the whole global Fragile X community. And that's such a great feeling is for people, no matter where they are in the world, to know that, you know what, we're all in this together and we're working hard on that research to make a difference for every family, no matter where you live. And that just really left such a great impression on me. So... I absolutely love World Fragile X Day, and I hope that everybody gets that really great feeling from it, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I saw the illumination in uh, Washington State, I felt like, wow, you know, it it was almost a symbol of hope for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, again, like I said, I really appreciate what both of you do for the Fragile X community and um, just bringing everyone together, whether it's virtually or, um, or in person, uh, however it ends up looking for families in each state. Um, it's still going to be an amazing day um, and just what an opportunity to bring uh, the Fragile X community together, and even those that may not know a lot about Fragile X too, and help them to become uh, advocates for Fragile X. So um, thank you both. I just, um, Katie, I know this is like your 20th time on <laughs> the podcast. So, um, I'm not tired of it. I hope nobody's tired of me. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't think that's possible. (laughs) No, it's not possible. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a reason why I I reach out to you as often as I can, because it's so exciting to uh, have you on and and to now have met Holly. And um, I just love it. I love the connection so much. And um, just thank you guys for your time. Um, 
And I really hope that World Fragile X Day is a huge success. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. You both have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. You too. You too. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.